Hello, horror fans. Welcome back to a very special episode of Selling the Scream. It's, uh, that's right, it's the, the holidays. Um, they've come around once again. It's Friday the 13th season. And, uh, we've got a... We've got a we've got a good one for you today, I guess. <laughs> but uh, you know, this is the show where we talk about horror movies. Uh, we have a horror nerd and a horror noob. Uh, I'm the aforementioned horror noob, uh, Jed Donaldson. Uh, with me today, as always, is my good friend and co-host Josh the Murder Hobo. Welcome. How's it going, Josh? It is. Uh, it's going well. I'm 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 psyched. It's the holidays. It's a I kick a kill mama mama to you. I kick a mama mama to you too. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, always always excited for this day. We're w- watching one for for the for the show. I'll probably watch one on the day of to to properly observe the holiday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. What's what's uh, how, how are you doing? How's it going with you? Oh, you know, I'm just I'm living the dream over here. Uh, I went to pick my kids up from school last friday uh i made it to the first uh pickup points and and grabbed my youngest and then on my way to pick up the oldest maybe two minutes down the road uh my car decided that it was done living and it just uh completely seized up and i barely managed to pull myself over to the side of the road uh so that was exciting uh i i called triple a and got it towed to a shop to look at um and it, it took all weekend for them to get around to it because it was, was kind of later in the, the day when, when the car got pulled in. Um, but what they told me, uh, and this is this is great, the, the way they started the conversation was, uh, are you sitting down? Which is always <laughs> what you want to hear when you have this kind of talk with someone. Uh, they told me that my engine you, just, just... You have any pre-existing health conditions. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> right. If you take your medication today. Uh, they just told me that my uh, my engine just flat up flat out seized up, and uh, my options were to either rebuild or replace, uh, which would run me an estimated on you know their terms, seven uh, k or eleven k respectively. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, that's uh. So what, uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take another smaller car and put it inside of your car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could. I mean, that could be what they do. I, I when it when it came ter- time to uh to to learn those sort of things, I I said nah. Yeah. No thanks. I, I uh you know I and while other people I knew were learning that sort of thing, I was getting laid. Uh, by which I mean eating Lay's potato chips. Uh, just oh, yeah. Sitting down and just. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, it's been all right here you know getting ready to kind of make a, a big move with uh with, with my partner i've been seeing her a little bit and uh move in together um and she even survived uh playing a rules heavy uh board game with me and my son and like we are uh we are a mansplaining tag team that, <laughs> uh, he comes by an honest <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not considering the strategy. <laughs> you have four knight cards and you're you're drawing for a swordsman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um. Oh, but you know, getting, getting ready to to make that move here in the, the springtime. 
that is exciting. It, it is definitely more exciting than uh, than my my news. <laughs> Although I, well, I will say that my my anxiety and depression are excited for this new opportunity. Oh yeah, they're uh, they've been they've been waiting. They've been. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing I, I will suggest, I, I will put it out to all uh, listeners who might not enjoy the experience of car shopping. Uh, I, I got from like the rental lot used. Um, which is a way different experience, like the whole CarMax thing, where it's just like the price is what it is, and there's no like mm-hmm. you don't have to send somebody back to the scriveners to like come <laughs> come back and hang their head low and make someone like you have to know where the line is, right? Uh, <laughs> which you know, like why like why is that the only thing that that's like survived in like this <laughs> this way that we purchase things from things from like the Stone Age. Um, but do we do we talk about uh, old school haggling <laughs> we merchants here? Do not. We do not talk about that on this show. What we do talk about is horror movies, uh, specifically ones that uh, Josh has chosen in an attempt to turn me into a fan of the genre. Uh, doing all right so far. Uh, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, traditionally, uh, I've been less of a fan of these Friday the Thirteenth movies. Uh, I think it's uh, it's two to one in favor of uh, of not liking them. Yeah, so we're, again, we're gonna see if we can get to 500 today. Um, it, it may or may not happen, uh, but uh, yeah. So today we we got Friday the 13th Part Two. I said before, 333 is like a it's a Hall of Fame batting average, man. That's a crack of the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Jason knocking him out of the park. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing Part Two. We've um. We we've been jumping kind of all out of order on this one. We we've we've stuck with the evens so far. Um, but this is this is our first time that we're moving we're moving back in time. We're doing the uh, the Huey Lewis special. Mm. So <laughs> we're doing the first direct sequel. We're doing uh, Jason Voorhees's uh, first first starring gig. Um, That's right, because he he is not in the first movie except you know briefly at the very end. <laughs> Oh, you don't worry. You see all of it in this movie. <laughs> That's true. You do. Uh, quite a few flashbacks here. <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, but yeah, this was, uh, you know, of, of course, Friday the 13th was not originally conceived to be the, the, the franchise that it is today. So in the wake of the massive success of the first one, which is a, it's like a half million dollar movie that that pulled in 40 million um they wanted to immediately begin begin filming a sequel once those once those box office receipts came in just you know keep it keep it kind of hush hush and we're gonna we're gonna act like we don't want this to happen but we're gonna give you like thumbs up like under the table (laughs) what a terrible movie we hate making these movies make us money make us some money (laughs) yeah that's that's how it works. That's Hollywood for you. <laughs> um, so the the original pitch, and this this was also the original pitch for Halloween when they started like wanting to do sequels for that, was uh, let's do uh, like an annual anthology. Every every year, we'll do a different story set on Friday the Thirteenth. Well, that um, would be fun, I think. Uh, producer said, "Fuck that, no." <laughs> <laughs> the, the audiences liked this thing. You're going to make more of this thing. <laughs> so. I I want to I want to co-opt a story from an earlier episode. Uh, you had the uh, the director just walked in and wrote Jason on the board and then a dollar sign after it. 
<laughs> made, made the S in the middle. That's how you pitch. No, no, at the end, so it's Jason's. <laughs> Jason's. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I just, I just got a little, uh, a little aroused there. <laughs> um, so uh, the studio wanted a direct sequel, and uh, the studio like pitched using Jason. Um, the uh, Sean Cunningham, who's the, the the creator director of the original, uh, Victor Miller, the original writer. Uh, Tom Savini, the the makeup guy, all said that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. It was a dream <laughs> sequence. The kid's dead. The whole plot of the first movie is that the kid's dead. Uh, I, I think Tom Savini said, "Are we just supposed to believe no one would have noticed this little boy down by the pond sucking on crayfish?" <laughs> Stretched beyond belief. Is, uh, is what they said as they all walked away. <laughs> um, so one of the guys who did a pass and uh, actually kind of created the the jump ending in the original Ron Kurz, they, they brought him in to write the script. But everything I've researched about this movie, it kind of seems like writing the script is in some big fucking quotes. Like there was a lot of like <laughs> stuff improv on set and just kind of made... Uh, we we have like two months to film this thing. Let's just make it work. <laughs> so. Yeah, I yeah, I, I kind of picked up on a little bit of that. It did, did not seem uh, I don't know that like very structured. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I don't know. I love I, I like a shaggy dog story too. I like a, a DIY <laughs> tale with Paramount money behind it. Yeah. Um, so the the directing duties fell to uh, Steve Miner. Um, who's uh, was a line producer on the first one. He'd worked with Sean Cunningham. Sean Cunningham was actually really good friends with Wes Craven. Um, and they'd done Last House on the Left, like the big, big hit together. That's kind of like where they got their start at. Um, and he'd been with them since then. So this was, Sean Cunningham was like, hey, why don't you do it? I'll get you the job. Oh, by the way, please hire my wife to be your editor. <laughs> so <laughs> thus, thus, uh, you know, nepotism and <laughs> wins out again. <laughs> always does um steve miner's still a working director though he's um well i think he's, he's kind of trailed off in the past couple of years doesn't like mostly tv but even that's kind of slowed down um but uh his, his filmography runs from lake placid to soul man that's uh that's all stuff i'm lake stuff. placid's <laughs> awesome i love lake placid yeah how do you feel about soul man uh, uh i'm I'm colder on Soul big, Man. Big thumbs up. <laughs> Back of the box DVD endorsement. <laughs> Not racist say, at all. <laughs> I will say it's been a minute since I've seen Soul Man. <laughs> I mean, with a premise like that. Maybe it has soured go over the years. <laughs> you think? You think? <laughs> uh, notable for being like, I think for a three year span, being on Comedy Central every afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> um, he's the only guy who made uh, two Friday the 13th. He makes the sequel to this one. Um, he also did a Halloween movie, so he's he's, he's got a, a he did H2O. Um, but most notable for the purposes of our show, Jed, he directed two things that are near and dear to you, my friend. Oh. One is uh, if you. If you Search, go on way back into our way back machine and look at our and listen to our, our pilot episode to talk about horror movie VHS boxes and posters that scared us. Steve Miner made House. Oh shit! 
House is a Steve Miner movie. Um, but but even more so than that, Jed, uh, Steve Miner made some appointment TV for you in 1998, 1999 or so, and directed the pilot in several episodes of The Creek. I think you know which creek I'm talking about. I know what creek you're talking about. <laughs> I hate this bit. <laughs> you don't think it moves at a good pace, see? Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm off the show. All right, we'll we'll retire the bit, you know, until <laughs> until the bit makes a lot of money, and we'll bring it back next year. Um. So, uh, one of the things they were interested in doing for and early on was having it be a, a continuation of uh, of Alice's story, the final girl from from part one. Um, so yeah, Adrian we get King, that a little. <laughs> yeah, Adrian Adrian King shows up to this. She's uh, she's pitched to return as the star. Uh, two things kind of make uh, her not the star of this movie. Um, First of which is that she's dealing with uh, she got a, a obsessive fan stalker um, after the first movie came out, and okay. within a couple months of that coming out, somebody had like broken into her house, gone through her things, like uh, was sending her threatening messages, had also kind of like ingratiated her, himself into her friend circle as well, and like she didn't know that they were the same person. Um, Creep. Yeah, ended up um, holding her at gunpoint, and she, like, talked him down. Um, so while she's dealing with all this, uh, they make the offer to her. It goes through her agent, and her agent, uh, because, you know, she's not super paying attention to it for obvious reasons at this point, uh, comes back with uh, my, my – my, uh, <laughs> I'm representing a woman who was the star of a $40 million movie, and you were going to pay her as such. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> we'll we'll get to the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I almost like this is almost like well, it's not quite the same thing, but it's like Drew Barrymore and Scream. Yeah, yeah. You don't you're not expecting it. It's a it's a curveball. Um but yeah, that's uh it ended up debuting um less than a year after the first one. It came the first one came out in May, this one came out in April. Um and it did well, didn't do as well as the first one, but uh you know, they 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 sunk only a million dollars into it and made like over twenty, so they were <laughs> they're not pretty they're happy. Not mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's 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 dig into this one a little bit let's see if if, uh if the fourth time is a charm um second time so part of the structure of how we're doing these movies is i want to do them in a scattershot random order because the way i experienced them was just on usa up all night you know you never knew which one they would be showing so watch what they show (laughs) show it you're, you're getting that same experience here um what do, what do you what do you think of this? Uh, let's before we wade into the flashbacks. What do you what do you think of the on screen introduction of, of Jason Voorhees? We get a little public domain, uh, itsy bitsy spider kid playing outside, and then as soon as the kid leaves frame, the, the feet, the, the the boots of Jason come into frame. <laughs> the, the iconic boots of Jason. 
<laughs> so uh, Jason's first appearance on screen. We're gonna we're gonna get into the the three Jasons in this movie. Um, but Jason number one here, it's Lady Jason. It's uh it's the costume designer. Why are there three Jasons? We'll get into the three Jasons. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to get into the three Jasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was like a you know. This happens sometimes in in movies. They just want to get like an insert shot for later or something that they're doing like as a pickup thing. They don't have either of the other Jasons around. They're only shooting the legs. Cost the costume designer just gets in and walks across the screen. Movie <laughs> magic is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the other J, the first Jason they hired is a guy named uh, Warrington Gillette, um, who they hired because uh. He was he was an actor who had who had just gone to stunt school. Um, turns out thing he was not fond of stunts. <laughs> did not enjoy them. <laughs> not, not a fan of stunts. All right. He he did the uh, it's it's him at the end uh, unmasked Jason, um, and he did that stunt and kind of fucked himself up uh, going going through that window uh, and and. Did 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 not want to do any more stunts. When they would try to make him do stunts, he would say no. <laughs> so there is a third no, Jason. <laughs> I'm not doing stunts. <laughs> What's like? The, but but that's but you're Jason. I don't even know what that is yet. <laughs> Hasn't been established. Maybe my Jason doesn't do stunts. <laughs> my Jason hates stunts. My Jason's a walker. He stays on the ground. He doesn't go that fast. Well, that's what Jason will be eventually, but uh, <laughs> nobody this hits him. I had it. He he tapped into that character early. <laughs> uh, the other dude, uh, Steve Deskowski, is usually referred to as Steve Dash. Um, he uh, also completely fucked himself up in this movie, but he's a seasoned stuntman, thus a psychopath, <laughs> and like. Loved it and made a joke of it. <laughs> had a uh, had a uh, during the final confrontation when when uh, Ginny swings the the down to, to to hit him while she's kind of got him in the daze and he brings the axe up and blocks it. Yeah. Uh, he, she mistimed that and like almost cut his finger off and he was he was like reassuring her about it yeah. and then just. For for a lark, put on the machete prop and went to the emergency room with it on and, and told the staff there that uh, asked them if they had anything for a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, sounds that, like a stunt man. <laughs> yeah, that's that that's cut up, Jason. That's uh, <laughs> um. So we we alluded to it before, but uh, in in a in a bold move that would be set a tradition of padding for for the series that would was to follow uh we open act one of the movie with act three of the last movie pretty much in its entirety (laughs) yeah i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's it's alice in bed um like many actors in the Friday the 13th series seems to have made an enemy of, of uh, the, the costume designer um, sleeping in her like green turtleneck and green overalls and just going, no, 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 no. <laughs> as, as, as the events of the first movie play in their entirety. 
So yeah, what do you think? What do you think of Friday the Thirteenth Part? What do you think of Friday the Thirteenth Part One? Now that you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I see the ending, yeah, we don't need to watch that one. <laughs> um, I, you, they really do like. They spend a lot of time showing scenes from the previous movie here. Oh, it's it's a it's a grand carny tradition of padding that I'm I'm absolutely here for. It's like, uh, boss, we got a uh, we got 76 minutes of movie. Oh no, we don't. We have a whole other movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this was all. So Adrian King, when she showed up, she was not informed that she was not the star of the movie. She showed up without seeing the script, and they said, "Oh no, movie's done. We're filming your part." <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Um, yeah and like when i say script um like she didn't really have dialogue that whole phone call with her mom's completely improvised so she's she's putting her life back together the only way she knows how by stealing art from fourth graders all right yeah (laughs) i i'm i'm kind of fascinated by like background details in part of the 13th movies if you haven't picked up on that in this podcast, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's we'll we'll shelve my idea for a whole podcast about the wallpaper in the bathroom. Um, but we're <laughs> I'd appreciate it. <laughs> when she does come out of the of the flashback and in, in, the, in the conversation, it's like we we get a setup of kind of the stalker camera around. Did, did any anything in this opening bit work for you? Um. Feel free to to go into the the gags of it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we have we have the the cat jump scare. Yeah, who's like, that jumping out the sky? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand why. And you know, in the middle of the night, she has a just a window completely open. <laughs> or why why her cat doesn't like jump onto the ledge, but instead springs through the middle of the window <laughs> as if thrown by somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I I just figured that's that's how the cat do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the the stalker cam following her into the bathroom for like the uh, like the psycho uh, fake out, but the the shadow is on. <laughs> so like, is the cameraman there? Was was Jason there? And she just just didn't even <laughs> react to him. <laughs> she threw, threw the curtain back and just like. What? <laughs> um, so there's a lot of things in this movie that that Jason does that they kind of drop in, in in the series. One of them is he seems to call her. Yeah, there, there was a phone call. I, I maybe it was Jason. <laughs> <laughs> maybe her mom bought, dialed her with, well, yeah. on a rotary phone. <laughs> on a rotary phone, yeah. <laughs> she gets the the. The phone call with nobody there. Uh, she goes to go put her tea on the kettle, uh, open up, opens up the refrigerator, and the roast beef has spoiled. Whose <laughs> <laughs> whose who's head is this? <laughs> this, this? This is Mama's head. This, uh, this is, is that that's not Mom's head, is it? Yeah, that's Mrs. Voorhees. That's uh, like a, like a good boy. He uh, he brought brought her with him to <laughs> get his revenge. He he stabs her in the head with the ice pick. Uh, and 
again, kind of a thing, an aspect of Jason you don't see much going forward. That the tea kettle, tea kettle goes off and he he scoots it over, <laughs> takes it off the. Doesn't want the house to burn down. Um, there, it is worth noting that uh, the first Friday the Thirteenth got through fairly unscathed with the ratings folks. Um, and that was uh, cause for alarm among the, the moral majority of, of 1980 America. So uh, the MPA was a little bit more uh, harsh with this one. So many of these death scenes unedited go on a little bit longer than, than what, what we see here. Uh, not as censored as we see a little bit later in the series, but. Okay. I mean, I, I did <laughs> notice that they were fairly bloodless for the most part. Yeah, I and mean, I think even this one is kind of bloodless. The 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 one the longer version I saw it. This is actually maybe the one that I kind of prefer that they cut down short because Jason just kind of turns her face towards the camera and she's kind of making a silly face. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like just please get me the fuck out of here. Like I don't want to be on the set anymore. Face. <laughs> but, um. So we, we do get something here that you saw in Friday the 13th Part 4, but what do you think of um, Friday the 13th? Explosions! Yeah, the uh, the, the title sequence exploding was uh, a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a movie with no explosions. <laughs> not a one. Not even, like, not even really fire. Um... So there's a few more callbacks to the first one here. Like one of the big things in the first one is like they kind of do a little bit of a Janet Lee thing in the first Friday the 13th where the, the character you initially start following is not your main character and you kind of stick with her for a while. So we start with uh, Jeff and Sandra um, coming, coming into town, getting on the park in their truck, calling in, uh, you know, trying to find out where this uh, grad school for camp counselors is. Is that? Like a fair, I mean, it's, thing to call this place. <laughs> I think that that's basically it. Yeah, they kind of, or maybe maybe like a like a boot camp. I'm not sure if it's a re-education or finish. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right, we've taken the top two camp counselors out of every camp in the northeastern seaboard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, here you're gonna get the real training. <laughs> You know that camp before. counseling isn't a isn't a hobby; it's a career. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. <laughs> Bears. <laughs> they can smell the menstruation. <laughs> they smell your gross periods. Uh, so uh, Sandra, the the uh, young lady here, the this this is the our uh, our connection to. Uh, to New York, this couple, <laughs> a very, very city looking couple here. Uh, Sandra is the sister of Rob Deere from part four that he's okay. a He's killing me. <laughs> Stop it. Stop killing me. Please don't do that, sir. Um, oh man. He, he had the best death. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so, so Jeff, it's not maybe fair to compare him on like the Travolta state scale to Court from Part Six, but he's like he clocks on it. He's he's somewhere on the Travolta scale. It's like yeah, he might not be the full eight of a Court, but he's like a six point five or something. He's fine. 
this is... we don't we don't get enough of him to really form a judgment. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing with being a fan of Friday the Thirteenth. You, you kind of have to fill in a lot of the gaps with the characters. Yes, <laughs> the characters are mostly gaps. <laughs> <laughs> but you get some things there, like he's got a. You you do know that these characters like are and just this whole it's it's kind of the part of the eighties that's still basically the seventies. It's, it's very uh. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but they're they're the victims of a little of a little prank. Uh, they they're. Yeah. they're... <laughs> I was I was really irritated with this until it was turned turned out to be a prank. Like, I was I was getting ready to write like a big old thing about it in my notes. Like, what the fuck are they getting towed for? They were there for less than a minute. <laughs> but you know, it makes sense if you know somebody that they know was there pulling a fast one on them. Yeah, um, and this is a big thing, like, in the early Friday the 13th movies, is the, the, the jokester character, uh, and and we get we get Ted here, uh, he's, this actor's also in Christine, um, the, maybe maybe the most ironclad of our jokesters, we'll, we'll get into that, <laughs> he's the, the, he, he is certainly the most ripped of our jokesters. Oh, yeah, like, he, he, when he's got, like, the little shirt on, like, he just looks like a string bean, but, like, later on, when he, like, hops down off the the lifeguard yeah. position, that, this dude's oh. shredded. <laughs> you see him when he when he pretends to be Jason at the the ghost story, and then, yeah, again, at the, at the lifeguard station, and dude just got, like, a 37-pack. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, like, dressed like the dweeb and is the guy who's, like, playing the handheld, like, 1981 football right. game. He's definitely the one that's supposed to be getting picked on. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we, I, we, I, oh, I, I almost, uh, I almost missed another, another uh, returning character here. What you, what do you think? Uh, you don't, you don't get him as much in this movie as you do in part one, but gladdens my heart to see Crazy Ralph. I told them, doomed. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I mean, you got to have the doomsayer. <laughs> and and you know if you're gonna have a doomsayer like he should have really good bicycle posture <laughs> <laughs> the preferred method of transport for doomsayers <laughs> uh, I, I i adore crazy ralph and his uh very community theater crazy old man vibe it's it's it suits the mood it suits the <laughs> he, he 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 understood the assignment <laughs> It is at the right level for this movie. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this this cat camp Pakanac, I think is the, the this name of this place. Uh, oh, yeah, it is not Camp Crystal Lake. It is it is on this on Crystal Lake. <laughs> Apparently, but... it's just a short walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Hop, skip, and a jump. Um, because we 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 find this out because they drive by. The, the not the sign from the original one that says Camp Crystal Lake and uh, as they're as they're heading on in and again telling some real good jokes <laughs> quality comedy <laughs> that's like there's kind of this thing in like all these early slasher movies where maybe it's just like the the people that are writing them are a little bit older that uh, there's a lot of shtick there's a lot of like these 80s, 80s kids like you know what they love is vaudevillian patterns <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> i'm a sucker for it um so we, we we started a little bit with with sandra and jess they're 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 the very 
the most amorous of our amorous couples, um, which is a, this is just saying a lot because the the most of our characters in the movie are, are horny as hell. Um, but uh, something else that probably should be mentioned is we almost had a uh, a blood on Satan's claw situation on this one. Uh, where the actress who plays Sandra, uh, they found out after they filmed her uh, nude scene, but before they released the movie, that she was 16 at the time of fil- filming. So uh, that was that was cut. So you you don't Seems show up on like the list a list for this that one. You should have known ahead of time. <laughs> well, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> so um, so let's, let's let's talk about our other uh, our other camp counselors here. We've got. Uh, uh, is there is there one that's that stands out to you? One that you wanna do you wanna dive into Final Girl first? Do you want any any other character that uh that grabbed you by the lapels in part two? Or... Paul, she... are you a Paul guy? Paul, Paul and Jimmy <laughs> were kind of the two. I mean, they're kind of the the ones who are in charge of the whole the camp. Um, I don't like. I don't know if anybody really stands out in this crowd to me. <laughs> I mean, you you could be kind of obvious and say that you know Mark stands out. He's he's uh, in in the tradition. I, I don't know why in the late '70s, early '80s, there was just this run of like you know who you know who has it coming in these kind of movies. The guy in the wheelchair. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, he does he does stand out. He's he's uh, training for something. He's well. He's trying to. He was an athlete who was injured, and he's he's trying to walk again. He doesn't want to be in the chair. I was like, that's, that's, he has that conversation with with Vicky later on. So there's some backstory established there. Uh, yeah. He's also like, again, like maybe sometimes this comes up in the, the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Kind of blindingly handsome. Kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Josh. You have a type. <laughs> <laughs> a little twinkle in his eyes, a little uh... <laughs> wheels. Actually, his his uh, his partner in this was like my uh, my crush from this movie in, in middle school. I, uh, Vicky. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I, that that's more my thing. <laughs> um, Vicky. Uh, so this this uh, I, maybe like Jeff and Sandra are like the the horniest for mutually for each other vicky is our thirstiest character by far though like she oh, sees yeah. mark and like is just <laughs> she, you know she wants it <laughs> yeah it, our, your your arms must be tired you've been wheeling through my dreams all day exactly like, it's very <laughs> she is uh what what do you want to play for a position <laughs> you gotta exactly. it's a shame <laughs> she doesn't get it because <laughs> she really wants it <laughs> we'll we'll get into some of the choices that Vicky makes later on. I, Vicky's like so much my type that I, it took me like three viewings to realize how stupid she is. <laughs> I, I find it strange that there are so many teenagers, like counselors in this movie. Oh yeah. We get like, we don't even get like a surface level view of most of them. Yeah. There's like, this is... there's like maybe seven or eight who we don't even learn names of. And that that's another outlier of this one. Like this this movie sets up a lot of characters and like doesn't kill them all off. Most of them it doesn't like bother flushing no, the, out. They're just, the vast they're just majority attendees. of the, stu- the, yeah. the counselors go to town to get drunk, and yeah. they miss the murders completely. Yeah. 
<laughs> let it let it not be said that like oh if you uh if you fool around and you you drink jason will kill you no if you go to porky's and just <laughs> don't hang out at crystal lake and just stay there <laughs> you're fine you listen to the smoky boys band <laughs> if you try to be responsible and and cut yourself off at a reasonable drinking limit so you can get back to work the next day then you're fucked um so let's yeah we we we, i meant we mentioned him up top we got uh paul who is like the 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 boss of this place the maybe you know four years older than the i think they're all kind of positioned to be like late teens early 20s yeah Um, i would say 18 19 20 would be about where i would put most of these people yeah young young adults uh He's he's maybe the 26 or 27 year old. <laughs> and that's like, all right, it's time to get time to get serious about camping. <laughs> right. He's Everyone's got their all agenda. ha ha. <laughs> they get up early and do their exercises, their their runs through the woods. We're gonna talk about rifling. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> we're gonna really get into building a fire. <laughs> um, just this idea really appeals to me of like this like fucking boot camp for camp counselors <laughs> it's it's weird <laughs> um but he's also he's the uh you know they're trying to keep it on the down low but his his assistant jenny who was our, our our final girl virginia fields uh she's uh late she's she's kind of the the rom-com final girl the like kooky my car doesn't work <laughs> I'm going to give I mean, you all the business. I mean, sort of, but she's not really funny. She's kind of serious and thoughtful. <laughs> well, she, we do find out that she is a, uh, it will, this will be part of the whole story here that she's studying child psychology. Um, you know, it's, it's expositioned pretty heavily with the, uh, well, you don't, they don't teach you to fix cars up at child psychology school that you attend. <laughs> Before they do like the most Sizzlack little rascals bit from <laughs> the exhaust to the face. <laughs> yeah. We at least take the effort to set up that her car, her car sucks. Um, but they, you know, it's, he can't stay mad at her for too long. She's, she, you know, they're, they're pretty, pretty gaga eyes for each other. So yeah. uh, they, you know, oh, I'm going to take you over here and punish you, but oh, okay, just don't do it again. Um, <laughs> So I guess our other like named counselors here we we got we got Scott and Terry, uh like, we, Scott's like if Dennis the Menace smoldered. <laughs> the smoldering intensity of a Dennis the Menace. <laughs> As introduced shooting the, the buns of uh, of Terry. Um, this, With a slingshot. Yeah, this is this is this is the era of buns. Uh, and apparently Walt Disney signed off on this. Uh, she turns around wearing this Mickey Mouse shirt, and I'm just like, oh boy, like 1981 Disney. What were you, what were you doing, man? Like, this, I guess it's a Black Cauldron era. <laughs> they just don't give a fuck. They were, they were mesmerized by that ass. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, we get. I believe she's the only person in this show to get naked. Well, you know. After after certain things were edited out, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I I saw what I saw, man. Yeah, and it, it, it's uh, usually in the Friday the Thirteenth movies. It's usually uh, 
topless but not full frontal and she she does the uh you you see it all (laughs) she she decides to go solo skinny dipping while looking for her dog for some reason like you do i mean like you do she didn't even bring a towel (laughs) she's gonna climb back into those clothes sopping wet (laughs) just air dry just air air dry out in the the connecticut woods uh standing in for new jersey um so we, we we cut a little bit to to nighttime. I, I, this, there's not a lot that really happens here, except for, of course the I, I'm gonna pour one out when we get to our our first death here because uh, you haven't gotten to know him yet. You, you barely you barely knew him, but Crazy Ralph comes to issue another proclamation and then just does what he likes to do: watch young people fuck. <laughs> and they were only making out at that point. Well, he's a patient he, man. He, he was, wasn't he was going waiting. anywhere, though. I know that much. <laughs> when you when, got primo seats like that. <laughs> I love that they play it as a as a Jason scare. And I guess we, we haven't really seen Jason yet, but we have seen a guy wearing a pork pie hat. And we get, like, the pork pie hat shadow scare. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, the silhouette of the pork pie hat. <laughs> <laughs> when they tried to sell that as Jason, I was like, ah, I don't buy it. <laughs> I saw that man on the bike. <laughs> Um, his death, so he gets, he's standing by a tree, he gets some barbed wire slung around the tree and his neck, and hoisted up, garroted with, with some with some barbed wire. How tall is Jason in this scene? Like, his arms are, like, way the fuck above Crazy Ralph's shoulders here. I assumed you had some, uh, like, some Lord of the Rings style force perspective going on here. <laughs> Or maybe Jason just trundled over a box to stand on. You said Lord of the Rings. I was like, you mean he's riding an Ents? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Treebeard is uh, uncredited. Um, but I do want to point out here, because again, I think another misconception, especially when people talk about the early Friday the 13th movies, is Jenny and Paul fuck. They sure <laughs> they, do. <laughs> They spend the night together. He writes a little message and the lipstick on her on her mirror. She's like, wearing a shirt the next morning. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a known thing, uh, which we're going to get into why Ginny Fields, my my favorite final girl in the series. <laughs> but mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a it's one of the things that's up there. She's not she's not like a, sh- a shrinking violet innocent. She's 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 got some uh, some fight in her. Maybe. Maybe when she sees somebody in the dark, it's not an immediate fight action. Maybe it's my boyfriend should take care of this action. But you know, uh, I, I might uh, <laughs> I might push back on that a little bit. Uh, it may, I, I could do it now, or we, we can wait until we get to the point where the big murders start happening. But uh, okay. I don't know if she's got a whole lot of fight in her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, more than Vicky, right? We can agree on that. We can oh, agree for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, so in the grand tradition of, uh, what am I a fart head at transitioning into kids screaming? Yes. Uh, what'd you think of, uh, Muffin, the dog escaping, seeing Jason's feet and cutting to some, some cooking hot dogs on the grill. That's really clever. clever. <laughs> Super clever. <laughs> do you, do you, do you like it when things are clever? I love it when things are clever. I forget if we've told that story on this show before. We probably <laughs> haven't. We don't need to. But that would be for us. 
Um, but uh, Jeff and Sandra decide they want to go on a little, little adventure. They're going to go uh, risk it for the biscuit and go check out uh, Camp Blood. They want to yeah, they want to have us have a story. Well, well, eh, more her than him. <laughs> Now's yeah, the perfect yeah. time, though. It's just a short walk away. They won't even miss us. <laughs> During our, our like morning drills. <laughs> Do you think it's like the, the camp counselor school? It's like the fucking like Navy SEALs where you like ring a bell and just leave and they can't ask you a question. <laughs> well, I assume. Otherwise, what are we doing? Um, but uh, they, uh, they 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 find the the corpse of a mangled animal. That's you know if if we're led to believe later on in the movie that this is not nothing. How many like little floofy dogs are running around these woods? Muffin had no business to be in those woods. <laughs> um, but uh, no, they they're not they're not killed by Jason. They're uh, they suffer an even worse fate, apprehended by the popo. Uh, <laughs> De- Deputy Winslow wants to bring him back. You know, it seems like you do good things with these kids out here. What with your refrigerator with a globe on top of it. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got some issues with uh with what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> we're a fan. <laughs> well, we do find out it's already been established that uh the the pre credits death of Alice was two months after the events of uh of Friday the Thirteenth Part One in nineteen seventy nine. This is nineteen eighty four. This is five years later. So you know, I have how long people still between, remember how long between uh, Jason dying. In the lake, and Friday the 13th Part 1 was there. Uh, I, I think the original was 57. No, that's when the first counselors are killed. I think it's 55. So Jason should be, like, in his 30s in this one. Well, I mean, no, but when, like, so he would have been mid-20s or whatever in the first one. Well, yeah, like like maybe late twenties, uh, early thirties, because okay. but he, but he's also, as established by the director and writer, a a plot device, a dead little kid who is not right. alive. <laughs> Shows to get... be a child at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what this film presupposes, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> you gotta consider it. <laughs> Um, but we, Deputy Winslow introduced just to be dispatched. He, uh, he patrols the, the derelict parts of town and he, uh, establishes geography with the best of them. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> we, we sure do see the, the puddle with the rock in it a couple times. So I guess in that sense, yes, he does do that. Uh, so again, like key in my argument that Jason is, is alive, this, which this movie is putting out there that he was, he's not a zombie yet is uh, another thing we don't really ever see again in the, in the series, except for in the, the reboot. Uh, Jason's got a, got a house. Cause apparently in 1981, a job eating raccoons in the woods. Uh, you he's had also, enough to buy, buy it, buy a home. <laughs> also fairly well dressed. <laughs> I, I, I actually looked into it and Jason's, uh, corrugated tin shack now goes for um, $650,000 on Zillow. You can, uh, you can take the tour um, complete with uh, the, the, the toilet with a tree growing out of it. Right. Um, it's got, yeah. it's got a half bath, um, <laughs> a shrine to his mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
is this our first toilet jump scare? Was this our first uh, somebody by, opens by a door do and mean, is surprised by a toilet? I was going to say, by that, do you mean someone who is scared of a toilet? <laughs> I think yes. <laughs> uh, so we don't see at this point the aforementioned shrine to the mother, but that's what, what we will eventually know that to be is what the, the deputy looks in, says, oh, my God. We see there's somebody comes in behind him. Uh, who and, could uh, that be? It's hammer time. We get a we get a claw hammer to the back of the head. This is, I think, a lot better in the extended version, <laughs> where he kind of falls to a leg and you see some of the spurt coming out the back. Yeah, this, I mean, this is this is grisly as it is. <laughs> they do show like the point of impact, it, it just yeah. very briefly, but it, it's you, you get it's a it's a meaty one. You feel it. <laughs> Anyone who's seen a hammer before. I want. I don't want to say I fantasized about doing that sort of thing, but could could understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wanna. Um, I get, will say get... it's kind of strange that uh, no one gives a shit that this cop is missing. I mean, I know the rest yeah. of the events kind of take place during the same this day, night. but yeah, doesn't he have to check in? Is there not I someone mean, dispatch? <laughs> is this this this? Crystal Lake, I think, might be like a one cop town or maybe two or like maybe maybe the sheriff's off fishing <laughs> and he's in charge for the week. Uh, but uh, we get uh, the, the, the origin story of Jason as, as retold by Paul to the group as this as this campfire tale, um, which is doing I, I, these these arms have got to be very tired from the amount of hand waving of the events of the first film going on here to establish that Jason's body was never recovered from the lake and the, and the old timers in town say that he's a demented creature living in the woods, eating raccoon shit and fucking squirrels or something. So are we, are we just like, we're just ignoring the fact that there was a killer and they know who it was. Yeah. All right. Sure. Cool. Fine. (laughs) Well, they, they, that, that took place five years ago. That was... that was. Oh, no, no. Well, fuck that. <laughs> We're not going to remember five years ago. <laughs> the, the girl that survived that night claimed she saw him, you know, in a dream sequence as a, as a carry ending. Uh, but yeah, but, but five years he's been dormant and hungry, just, just out there waiting. Just, you know, that the people, people came just close enough to his domain and that just, that, that, that turned back on the, the murder instinct in Jason. Um, Flip the Jason switch. He shouldn't which, have done that. Which, again, I, I kind of want to point out, like, you know, given the mental state that we're supposed to think that Jason is in, I do love that he, like, tracked down. I want to see what that process was of how he found Alice at the beginning. Just like. Phone book. <laughs> Kikikim <laughs> Mama Ma's playing as he's just like flipping pages. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. Solved in my mind. But uh but Jeff Jeff and Sandra, they do have a punishment. They they are forced to stay uh at back at that boot camp with No, uh, no, no. Come on now. He told the police officers they were not getting seconds for dessert. <laughs> it's a good joke. You know, every <laughs> once in a while one gets through. Um, but they stay there with the characters basically that we've talked about so far. Every, everybody but uh, 
Ted, the jokester, and and Ginny and Paul go into town with like all the the red shirts that oddly live. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of surviving teenagers in this movie. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Jeff Jeff brings in the flag, takes down old glory, and that's maybe that's what doesn't end. Yeah, uh, yeah, he sure lets it up. <laughs> so it it's probably worth noting too at some point that this this movie kind of rips off two other movies. Um, Jason's whole look in this is lifted from a, 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 a 70s, like, kind of true crime exploitation horror movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown, um, which is, like, 95% very serious, almost docu-style retelling of the events of, like, real unsolved killings in Texarkana, and 5% somebody getting stabbed with a uh, knife on the end of a trombone. Uh, listening. <laughs> <laughs> but the killer in that movie, the phantom has the, the, the sackcloth mask and kind of this, the same look going the, the, the flannel and the overalls. Um, I gotta say that. I mean, the, the look is okay. Right. I mean, the sackcloth mask, it kind of works. Yeah. That thing's gotta be a bitch to keep over your eye hole. Oh, no, that, that, Remember all those stuntman injuries I was talking about? Yeah. That was the, that was the source of some of them. <laughs> I'd say most of them. Not all of them. <laughs> they they eventually, like, taped down the eye so that it wouldn't move from his face. Um, but, yeah, it was even that was... A, poor peripheral vision is a running theme in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are several chase sequences where it's like, how... This is not a chase, and he he should not have lost her. <laughs> <laughs> the the other movie that this movie famously they they deny it, but it absolutely rips off is a, a Mario Bava movie, uh, released in the U.S. as uh, the Bay of Blood, but I, I prefer the uh, the the Italian title, the Twitch of the Death Nerve. Um, it's better. It's a good one. It's a, it's it's a good one. Um, which has a sequence of kills that involve uh, somebody uh, skinny dipping before getting picked off. And then the next person who dies is a person who uh, gets a, 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 like a bill blade directly into their face. And then there's a couple fucking upstairs that gets speared, um, but in that order. Um, so, no. you know, well, <laughs> I, I, what I have always said, and it was me that said this, is that, uh, you know, thieves borrow and geniuses steal. So uh. <laughs> is, is that the way that goes? <laughs> um, so we, we, we get a little uh, again, a, a thing that it doesn't pop up again until the remake is that Jason in this one sets a booby trap. He sets a he sets a snare and catches catches old okay. Scott. Okay, did he set the snare? Because when Scott gets p- picked up, he he basically curses one of the other campers for this, his stupid outdoorsy bullshit. I think he thinks it's Ted playing a joke on him. Yeah. I think it's I, I unclear gonna, I, whether or not it, it's Jason yeah, snare. I was about to say I don't think Ted would do that, but it is. The, the the spear that he uses to jump out for the jump scare at the end of the Jason story, motherfucker keeps it sharpened, so maybe, maybe say, he do. Apparently it is a legitimate spear. It's not a prop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, he's he's doing just a little 
harmless early 80s flirting, stealing a woman's clothes and refusing to give them back. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> kids will be kids. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is, this is iffy, but it's on the okay side of iffy for me. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little, it, it does seem a little playful between them. Like maybe yes. she's like, stop, I, I, I kind of like you, stop doing this. Like, stop making me not like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, joking is fine, but don't be an asshole about it. <laughs> yeah. So he gets caught in the snare, and, and there's, a, I think, a decent little sequence where it, it kind of seems like they, they do this again with kind of the Mark and Vicky stuff too, where they, they have kind of the, the person who goes off and has an extended sequence with a lot of like gaps and room for jump scares that don't really manifest. Yeah. Uh, but no, Jason, this cruel motherfucker, slits a man's throat open with the wrong side of a machete. I I did notice that. What an asshole. <laughs> Think about how hard he must be pressing it to get, to get a cut like that. Uh, and then uh, poor, poor Terry, she comes back and finds his body. And that same cameraman that she threw her towel at earlier runs into her. That's that's how she dies, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Hit by a camera. Trampled by the dolly. <laughs> Um, so while all this is going on, uh, at the bar, they start talking about Jason again, and Ginny starts, like, theory-crafting Jason into existence. Like, (laughs) no, 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 think about it. No, this is, this is how this movie works. (laughs) Just, I'm serious, guys, think about it, it could be. And I'm gonna lead with the R slur, just so you know I'm serious. (laughs) That's why this movie isn't stupid, because it does make sense. Think about it. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty phenomenal. But I, I I, don't know. There's part of me that really respects the brashness of just, you know what? Fuck you. This is what you wanted to see anyway. Do you need a reason for this? <laughs> <laughs> I could put a bow on it, or we could just show you a little bit more of Friday the 13th Part 1. What, which are we going to do? <laughs> I think they had to put the bow on it. <laughs> um, so again, uh, we, we get a little, a little bit more separation, like like Friday the Thirteenth tradition. We get uh, Jeff and Sandra. They're they're through arm wrestling with uh, with Mark, and they go upstairs to get it on. And uh, Mark and Vicky downstairs continue their flirting, and uh, Vicky is like, uh, do that dick work. <laughs> I mean, it, not in so many words, but yeah, that is basically the question she asks him. <laughs> so how'd you get oh, here? Oh, just, just your legs, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now that I know that dick work, do you want to consume one weed? <laughs> well, one unit of weed, please. <laughs> <laughs> the the actress was apparently like had had never experienced a marijuana before in her life and was. It, it comes across. <laughs> it no, it's totally work. natural. <laughs> um, this might be like other. We're gonna get to my favorite part of the movie because I think this movie has a legitimately great cat and mouse third act sequence until it doesn't. But um, 
the other thing, like the, 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 the fucking dumb part of my brain loves Vicky's seduction technique of going out to her, I'm going to go get changed and goes to her cabin uh, to put on, to take off her regular black panties to put on bigger brown panties. <laughs> you got the brown panties, you got the fuck sweater. <laughs> Let me take off my casual sweater and put on my patterned fuck sweater. <laughs> <laughs> you got the coochie perfume. <laughs> Which, uh, kids, do not do that. <laughs> awesome. Maybe don't put more perfume on before you get it on, because that stuff tastes rank. <laughs> no good. I mean, taste, it's also like, you know, a, a part of your skin that's maybe like a bit more sensitive to just having like the the perfume that a 20-year-old kid in 1980 could afford <laughs> sprayed onto it. <laughs> it's like it's like just giving it a quick wash out with Axe body spray. <laughs> Which was my move, my go-to. <laughs> we get the, the the weather starts getting frightening. Uh, before we move to, uh, I think, a top three kill for me for this series. I, this, I mean, I've seen it before in a flashback in, in one of the earlier movies that we watched. But uh, this, is, this is a pretty good one. It's mean. It is a mean kill for maybe like... Outside of our final folks, like the most likable character in the movie so far, we got we right? got Mark going outside to wait wait on Vicky. <laughs> but I mean, you, you see that wheelchair and your eyes just light up with the possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't take advantage, what are you even doing? He uh, again, bad peripheral vision <laughs> doesn't doesn't see that Jason's just. How could he get hit with a machete like this and not like? See Jason there. <laughs> they spend a long time creeping that camera up on him, and then immediately going to the front view where you see that there is no way that someone could be behind him, <laughs> only to find out that he was standing right next to him the entire time. <laughs> Somehow. But it leads to like one of the best gags in the series. You get the the machete in the face, which is already like good solid gag. Good uh, <laughs> good work on that one. I uh, I, 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 I do love this. Where in this camp is this staircase that he goes down? <laughs> it's under the other staircase, you fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a set of exorcist stairs kind of out of nowhere. That just <laughs> This is like a four-story long staircase that he goes down backwards. Yeah, real stunt. Real stunt, by the way. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> so they, they built a rail. They built a rail for it to fall down, so... Uh, real, uh, real action park vibes off of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to do that. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is send you backwards in a wheelchair down, down a flight of, of steps. steps. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, you're also gonna have some things that severely impede your movement, and uh, please don't break character and move your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough. Um. So this 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 next kill sequence, Jason goes into the house. He gets that that spear we mentioned before. We get the the bay of blood stab through the couple as they're having sex. Uh, this uh, for a long time there was evidence that that this was more gory, and the evidence that people had was just the back of the VHS cover box 
showed the spear in, in their in Jeff's back, uh, piercing them both. Uh, it was it was just a still photograph. There was no uh, existing film of this. When they were putting together the, this box set that just came out uh, last year, year before, um, the makeup guy had an had a old VHS that was like sticking together and going bad, and they had to bake it in the oven, and they were able to get this footage and restore it uh, in, into like the Blu-ray. I mean, it's, it doesn't look it's not the it's not 4K. Yeah. <laughs> but I, VHS baked in an oven to restore a scene. I love Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking great. Um, so Vicky gets to play two of my favorite roles in a Friday the 13th movie. She gets to be the one who finds. Uh, so she gets to go back to the house and realize that it's awful quiet and there's no one there. Where's Mark? Where's Where's Jeff? Where's Sandra? Scott? Terry? Uh, when she goes into the room and... Again, Jason is a good boy and he likes to cream, clean up and he likes to put on a show. That's that's already evident. <laughs> He's a showman at heart. <laughs> there are clean sheets on the bed. <laughs> Jason's lying in bed next to Sandra, pops up, comes at her. And I think I, I, even though the point of view is just like the hand on the knife and they're really taking advantage that uh, this, this actress knows how to scream really well. Uh, I think he's got to be a little confounded that it's like, oh, well, it's a. About ten feet from from me to you, I had to get out of bed. You're right by the door. You're, you're still here. And, and that's your move. <laughs> it bamboozled him so much he held the knife upside down. I just thought he was like trying to look cool. It was, it was like a merc move. I was like, that's like if I have like a a twelve year old playing D and D and I like my thief holds his knife backwards. <laughs> I mean, sure, but he's not. All right, fine. <laughs> Jason's Jason's an edge lord. <laughs> we're saying. Ooh, that's another good idea for like a, a a reboot. Imagine Jason with a cloud buster, just the the buster sword, just. <laughs> Jason's. <laughs> One of them's got his hair dyed back, dyed black, slicked back, shades, leather jacket. <laughs> Hopefully it's like the hair from this movie. Just a no, little like the black trench coat. That's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now Paul and Jimmy come back. Uh, they've left Ted at the bar. who's drink a lot more than them and is looking to go to a late night place and get lucky with the, with the waitress. He lives. He Somehow. lives. <laughs> him and the 17 kids that went with him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 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 it pushes this movie so far up the list for me <laughs> that the people who go out and get fucked up live it's the best um so jenny comes back and, and jenny and paul they've been drinking they've had a few they've tied one on they're not you know operating at 100 percent. they should not be driving <laughs> now but in the 80s that was like a that was a no, gentle they still should have been driving then <laughs> You know, the, the, if you if you blew like a two, sure. <laughs> All right, we'll haul you off. Whatever. I mean, they're also trying to navigate a monsoon, <laughs> so on backcountry roads that probably aren't the best maintained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they get back and they uh, they they don't uh 
discover the the bodies. They discover again. Jason's cleaned up. He's just put a weapon in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the the Paul's like, what the fuck? I let I said I left them here to watch the place. Why is it, what's going? Why are all lights on? <laughs> <laughs> they smoke better dope than I do. Yeah. Paul kind of rules. I mean, he's kind of a he kind of sucks, but he also like kind of rules a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and then. Uh, Paul, Paul and Jason get into a tussle because Jenny realizes they're not alone. There's someone in this room. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Twice I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> There's someone in this room. Okay. Yeah, no reason to believe that at that point, but the next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does, yeah, she sees a move. But I think she, like, maybe they're kind of, what they're getting at here is that she's a little bit more aware. And maybe that's, like, they kind of built this, again, with it being, like, not a scripted movie. Uh, like, Child development and like family counseling is like what uh, Amy Steele, the actress who plays her, was like actually doing. And it kind of seems like they just liked her a lot at the audition and just sort of built the character around her. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think uh, that that's kind of what they're trying to get at. And especially when she later on, she's, she's just thinking quicker on her feet. She's able to kind of formulate a plan, even. Uh, well, and we'll get to it. There's there's a great debate it's, part coming up. It's great kind debate. of a wild plan that she just kind of throws together based on a, <laughs> a hypothesis that she had at the bar while drinking. Well, I mean, it, again, it was the 80s. That's what we had to go on. <laughs> that was the only kind of hypothesis we had. Uh, and this is the scene that I'm going to push back about ha- her having a little bit of fight in her because she just flat out watches Jason strangle her boyfriend. <laughs> well, we he doesn't. They have a tussle. They have a tussle, and then he gets, and then Jason gets up. And it, yeah, and Paul doesn't get back up. I mean, I know he shows up in the movie later, but she's <laughs> basically just like, uh, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> oh dear, oh no. Uh, oh, she realizes what she's oh. on her own. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. This is a Jason that you can tussle with and like and lay in a nut shot on. Like it's it's a nice nice <laughs> yeah. little change up. Versus the right. Jasons, the Jasons of Part Eight. <laughs> uh, was your was your heart warmed as window number one and door number one were were shattered? Like that was just like the must have been like seeing like Jose Canseco hit his first home run. <laughs> <laughs> you got that rookie card. Um, no, it, it is good to see, it. It's good to see it because it's been a minute since we had a, a window or a door busted in or busted out. <laughs> I, I like the setup here too, where she's in the bathroom and she's kind of like she's holding the door shut and she knows that he's not there, but doesn't want to like move away from it. Is moving towards the window. They they draw it out, I think, pretty well. Yeah, th- this jump scare, even though I knew it was coming, got me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> door number one is a pitchfork coming through she finds she finds crazy ralph ralph in the in the pantry which is uh you know rhymes with how he shows up in camp in part one so you, you wouldn't know that here but that's he he shows up in their pantry in part one <laughs> um i'd like he lived <laughs> <laughs> jimmy runs out to start the car uh which we've established not not a good car. Uh, I, I'm I'm fine with that. It's much better than the car just not start starting for no reason. Did this hit a little harder? Like were you a little, a little bit I more mean, sympathetic than you know? Not to rub no. salt on a wound, but I 
I like it. I like that he like comes out and and she her bad peripheral vision kicks in because she's she's in a, a it's a VW bug and right. he like goes low and she loses him. He, uh, he, he creeps up on the window and's like, oh shit, she can see me. <laughs> then ducks. He shows and up she on the just, other side. She just stops right. looking for him. <laughs> She's, she only responds to movement. Like uh, the object permanence of a toddler. <laughs> I think this sequence would have worked a little bit better for me if, uh, instead of just ducking down, Jason took the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's the escalator. <laughs> um, so we, we get like a chase sequence. She kind of she kind of gives him a little ambush. She's running around. We're, we're scuttling through the dark. It's kind of going on and on. He tries to tackle her out of the dark. This is, again, the peripheral vision chase scene. I mean, totally, because they are – she is getting maybe 13 feet away from him before she ducks out of the way, and he's just, like, clueless as to where she could possibly have gone. <laughs> but I don't know. There's, there's, I think there's some fun stuff to this hide-and-seek element of it. It's because it's – in later Jason movies, I don't. I feel like you don't get this as much. This, de- like he, I, I will, this definitely felt – like, I could I – could, tell that they were going for like cat and mouse sort of stuff like i get yeah. i get feel the intention intentionality of it so uh she she eventually gets to another another cabin um where she hides under the bed and this is a this is a source of of great debate jed so uh no, she she doesn't herself okay because they they some of the filmmakers say that she does some say that it's the rat the rat, the rat could not pisses. possibly like that would have been the entire contents of the rat's body. <laughs> and it's also like still by her face, and it seems like it's coming out from by where her feet are. Right. So like, unless that rat's just like leaning up, like looking her dead in the eye and just arcing this, like <laughs> he's both hands behind his head, just pelvis thrust, just look at the distance, lady. I love that this is what scares the piss out of her, not the murderer actually chasing her. This is just a bridge too far. Uh. Jed, I, I know that I drink beer more than you do, but um, it could also be just a product of Jenny had to had to go when they got back. <laughs> She's been getting chased around in the dark for, you know, they, it seems like they're condensing some time here. Like maybe she's been running for 10 minutes or something. She should have uh, gone in the bushes one of the 17 times she ducked into them. <laughs> but, uh, but Jason just leaves. She comes to get out until you find out Jason. Jason's had a plan. He was standing on a chair and he's done in by sh- a shitty carpenter. <laughs> he's done in by by the uh, the the budget being cut on the, the furniture. <laughs> Ooh, the meta the meta take. <laughs> they didn't have enough money to to fully furnish all the cabins. They had to go and pick stuff out of people's garbages and stuff. <laughs> Shit, Steve, that's the prop chair. Get off of that. Get off. Oh, okay, okay. We're filming. We're filming. It's good. It's it's good. It's in. It's in. <laughs> and the pitchfork fucking falls apart. Too. Oh, the pitchfork just shatters. <laughs> um, I, have you seen a, a movie before where somebody goes for the uh, the chainsaw chair shot combo? I got this chainsaw, I got your arm, and now that you're down, now it's a new down. one for me. I don't I don't know that I would have abandoned the chainsaw so quickly, but uh, I mean, I guess it sort of worked. <laughs> but uh, she, she's only gonna run one more place. Uh, she 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 finds the, the murder shack. 
somehow beelines directly towards it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's got a lantern on. That's that's uh, it's another thing, object like you know, landmark to run towards that she might see. I would have liked to have seen that uh, lantern shining through the trees that would have guided her that way rather than just have her stumble her way through the aforementioned puddle with rock that we've seen. So are you wanting it to be like a callback to the uh, happy birthday to me where the the father goes through the the bushes for like 15 minutes, keeps approaching? It (laughs) doesn't necessarily have to be a callback, but it could make more sense because – the police officer earlier ran through the woods for a long, long time before he found that cabin. <laughs> I'm going to give them a lot of credit here. Um, I think the jump scare where she first gets in the cabin and you don't even realize there's kind of like a hole in the wall until you see J- Jason running through it. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty good one. I, I feel like okay. they telegraph some stuff. That's a, it's a, it's a one I, I kind of forget about sometimes. Like yeah. I know it's coming, but I forget where from. Um, so this plan, I mean, we, we already kind of saw a version of this plan as a callback in, in the final chapter where Corey Feldman, uh, does the even bolder version of, of, Hey, I'm you. Remember how you're you? <laughs> um, you're not you. I'm you. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big swing he took. <laughs> we, we get the, the slightly less big swing of Ginny realizing oh oh shit this this has to be jason here's like his mother's head i she's he's got this the sweater laid out i'm gonna take the sweater put the sweater on kind of do my hair up real quick like hers is done up and uh we're gonna call up betsy palmer and and maybe come to her house to record uh she can see us on wednesday between like three and four (laughs) we get this dialogue this the floaty head going in over over uh, betsy palmer jason no don't it's your mother it's your mother your mother speaking yeah yeah and she wants well, I, to get him to... i kind of this i think i is interesting i kind of like um the idea that someone has put enough thought into what jason must have been going through to kind of yeah ground it in realism a little bit and she's she's also the character who's like yeah, she uses the R slur when she's talking about it, but she's like sympathetic talking about what Jason's life must have been like. Oh, he's like this special needs kid, except she doesn't say special needs, uh, who uh, only knew his mother, didn't go to school, and, uh, you know, she lo- she's the only person in his life, and he doesn't know, like, right versus wrong, and he then as a full-grown man who like never wanted to go try to find her again he knows how to use the phone book we've, we've established that right yeah. <laughs> um caesar beheaded <laughs> and that, that that activates him uh so... <laughs> the manchurian candidate style <laughs> um but he right as uh she's getting him to kneel down he's gonna she's got a machete and she's gonna chop at him uh the uh, he he sees he sees the head still on the shrine and blocks it, and then we get Paul back for tussle number two. How the <laughs> hell did he find them? The lantern, the lantern that's in the window. I think we've already es- established this. Or actually, <laughs> if anybody could track somebody, it's Alpha Camp Counselor, fucking level fifteen Ranger Paul. <laughs> he regained consciousness and then just like licked a footprint or something. 
<laughs> this tastes like they went due south. Uh, they 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 tussle a bit before uh, Ginny's able to come up behind him and get him right in the shoulder. Right in the shoulder with that with that machete. Good enough, right? She, that takes, takes, a, she takes a nasty gash to her calf muscle too. She does, yeah. We should mention there was also like a, a you know, there's a Vicky stab in the leg too. That wasn't too bad. Uh, but yes, then we get our you know our idyllic storybook ending. They go home. They they think they're gonna get scared, but it's muffin. Do 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 do. See, now I'm, I'm wondering how much of this was a dream. <laughs> well, <laughs> cannot convince me that that re- the remains they found in the woods was not that dog. <laughs> it was just just a, a very similar dog. It was just a, it was... a raccoon who visited a stylist. <laughs> um, before we get the, the 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 final jump scare of the movie of uh, Jason jumping through the window and. We've we've talked about Jason looks unmasked looks before. What do you think of uh, Scott Farkas, Jason here? <laughs> I, I I don't know if it quite warrants the reaction that Paul gave it in the cabin, but uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's this is like the only like redhead Jason we ever get in the series. Like this is just this is like uh, slightly melty face lumberjack Jason. That that was his uh, his handicap is that he's ginger. <laughs> um, which brings us to our I, I love the last act of this movie. I legitimately love like even the ripoff stuff like the the the, the kill sequences with that are all lifted from Bay of Blood. I like that stuff quite a bit, but I really do I genuinely enjoy this like final sequence. And there's the reason Ginny is like my favorite final girl. I think she looks good holding a pitchfork. Sure. Uh, she's a She's resourceful and clever, uh, but this movie just ends with uh, her getting hauled away in the ambulance and asking where's Paul. Um, and right, we don't we, we don't get any sort of closure. Like it doesn't seem like they're carrying out other bodies. We don't find out like what happened to the other the other counselors. <laughs> what we do get is a, a cut to the the head still on the shrine in, in Jason's murder shack. Um, I really which, wanted to wink. <laughs> oh. Good news, my friend. Good news. <laughs> uh, the original ending that they, I think they screened once before they were, uh, realized how ridiculous it was, was was Mrs. Voorhees opening her eyes and smiling, which is why we you can you can tell that it's like not a dummy head. It's like somebody with their head through the table. <laughs> yeah. Like in this scene. Um, so yeah, that's, that is Friday the 13th part two. A, I, I hope you don't use this wet fart of a resolution to judge the rest of the movie. Miss Miss Voorhees, baby boy. Uh, so, uh, so are, do you have a pitch or are we just moving right to the sales floor? Yeah. I mean, I, again, like I never pitch these movies the same way I would pitch like hereditary or psycho or, you know, even, even some like, like a Halloween, I think isn't a different, I think something I mentioned in the Halloween episode was that the reason I hate the later Halloween movies so much more than I hate the later Friday the 13th movies is like the first Halloween is like genius and has a message and something to say. And Friday the 13th 
always been popcorn and dumb. That's like the it's the right. it's the Hulk line in Avengers. It's the that's my secret, Captain. I'm always stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's again it's it's not a movie that I like put on to like discuss themes. I don't think that the creators were it's they would it's like mostly crafts people like an exploitation filmmakers and look at us stance but i think it's this kind of cool weird little success story that became this like outgrowth of a studio system that went through <laughs> it's gone through this the all these iterations i think this is a pretty fun popcorn movie it moves along it's like yeah like it's it's friday the 13th so you don't dig like a ton into the characters but like it's a good-looking young cast they're generally kind of likable they're they're it's not like the later movies where i feel like you, it, you they're very horny they're very horny um but the later movies like you look at it and you're like why the fuck are these people like together they all hate each other um i don't think you have that in this one i think they, they it kind of feels like maybe they spent some time on set and built some chemistry and the people are yeah. like you know, genuinely happy to be around one another and having a good time, uh, which makes the other stuff hit better. I also really like uh, jump scare Jason and stalker Jason a little bit more than indestructible zombie Jason. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I think this where this is where I'm coming from and where I'm coming from all these is just like I th- I was entertained. I put it on and I had a good time and I did. I, I, if, it, if that didn't work for you, I'm sorry, because there's fucking eight more of these. <laughs> so. yeah, we're going to do all of them. <laughs> but I'm curious where you're at on this one. I think this one gets closer to the things you kind of liked about part four, which I, I right. that's that's like the one in the series like I legit think is a good movie. Um, I think this one has, has like some really good gags and a good final girl and a good like charming young cast and I it's a it's a fun watch. I always I always enjoy if I'm doing rewatches, putting this one on and and, and plowing through it. Just again, just to see, sure. <laughs> just to see the people getting fucked up, make it. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I I can see like all of that, and I I hate to break your heart, but I'm not buying this movie. <laughs> I think these Friday the 13th two, movies... 250? That's that's like yeah. catcher numbers. Yeah. It, they just might not be for me. I mean, you, you say you like the, the stalker uh, jump scare Jason, and I think there's there's some merit to it, but I kind of like the indestructible monster Jason. Yeah. Um, I, I've said before that Jason, I think, is a really cool character. Um, He's iconic and all that. I, I just I don't think his movies do him a lot of favors. Um, and I, I feel like that's the case here as well. There are some, you know, some, some interesting and fun kills aside, like the, the wheelchair kill and, and, and things like that. But I, I don't, I like, I didn't feel really connected to very many of the characters. That's kind of important to me is that I feel some sort of connection to the characters. They, they were, there was so little going on here. Variations on horny didn't do it for you. Yeah. I mean, the, the, <laughs> I know you said that you kind of like the the fact that there were so many kids and and that's you know the ones that lived were the ones that didn't stay at the camp and they went out and got shit housed at a local bar, um, but I I kind of feel like that was to this movie's detriment. Like one of the kids who we actually did get to to know and had like um, you know some connection to, uh, Ted, yeah, 
I'm I'm fine with him living, but he was just, he just kind of wasn't a thing in the last part of this movie at all, which is kind of weird. And the rest of the kids, like if they were just gonna up and disappear, they may have well may as well just have been extras. Yeah, I, I don't know. Part of it also just makes it feel a little bit more um, lived in to me that it's like, oh, it's this, oh, we're starting up the school and we have like the five people who could die as the only people who are here. So it fills out a little bit more that it's like, oh, there's like 30 people here. <laughs> I Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, I, that. Part of that to me just kind of reads like maybe they should have had a kind of a different pitch for what was going on there in the first place. <laughs> I mean, you've got, don't you have like campground owners in your family? Was there, was there a campground boot camp that you were aware of? Is this like a, a fabrication or is this? A... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there is a place that where people who are aspiring camp counselors go to uh, hone their craft, but uh, I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Thank you for indulging me again this time of year for <laughs> this I, particular journey. I will say, you know, this is not, I did not dislike this one as much as the last one we watched. Yeah. Uh, but there, as much as you say, this is, this is closer to the stuff that I liked in four. Uh, it was just, there just wasn't really anything here. Didn't You didn't have Corey Feldman pounded in the pillows. In the star <laughs> power, seeing, yeah. Seeing some titties. <laughs> I I did like I did like the final girl. I thought her as a as a character is was interesting. There was there was actual stuff there going on. Yeah. Um, but I think I, she's it, yeah she's just got a kind of she can she can carry a, a a film like this. She's actually in one of my other favorite slashers, uh, April Fool's Day. She's the she's the, the main girl in that too. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just I think I, I think Jason's movies let him down. All right. Well, as I as I as I drag my feet over to this uh, podium to give out this crispy award that I've been gripping tightly in my hand uh, for the entire <laughs> run of the show. Yeah, you, you, um, you gotta let that go a little bit because the the blood coming out of your fist is disconcerting to our viewers. <laughs> um, I think there's a maybe maybe the moment in the sun for Walt Gorney's Crazy Ralph will be when we eventually get to part part one. We'll see how I feel mm-hmm. then. Um. But this is Amy Amy Steele. She's she she brings the final girl energy on this one. I think I think she's a she's a good match for Jason, especially this variety of Jason. And she she as she's spackling over all the plot holes, I I I I want to do it with her. I want to. It's like okay, well, it looks like you're, you you're doing a, that, you're doing a poor job of it. But <laughs> you see her spackling like not oh, not. Godlike wood. Just I'm already, already, already spoken. Already spoken for with my 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 sweet tender Vicky. But uh, Vicky didn't do no spackling. <laughs> no, Amy Steele legitimately sells like the stupid parts of this movie, and I, I fucking love her for it. I love her that. She, uh, hold on a minute. That campfire story about Jason. Let's really hash it out. Let's really think. <laughs> think this that I mean yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it seems really, it, it does seem kind of dumb, but it also seems like something you might uh, wax philosophical about, you yeah, know, at a bar when you've had a few. <laughs> in, in her field. She's yeah. Maybe showing off her grad school a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our crispy. So let's. let's I'm, I'm surprised that didn't go to uh, to Ted. 
Uh, yeah, there was a Stu Charno was a was a was a consideration. I do like the uh, the, the beer goggles. <laughs> Award an honorary crispy to his abs. <laughs> I, I I always have a soft spot for like. It maybe like it's it's becoming less of a soft spot in the age of Marvel because it's it's just everywhere now that uh, the the nerdy character who's like just fucking just eight pack crushing walnuts with their ass. <laughs> but like, let's put them in a, bu- a shirt we button all the way up. Fucking nerd. Fucking dweeb. <laughs> it, is, it is still I'm, this has nothing to do with 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 Friday the 13th, but it is wild to me that comic book movies are the most successful things on the planet right now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's not wild to me that they're the most sex, successful thing on the planet. It's wild to me that they're like the successful thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, have been and, and continue to be. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I like a lot of them, so I'm not like throwing a ton of shade there. No, but, like, no, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, wild that they... I think it's it's great that they're getting some recognition because they've done really good stuff, like in, in kind of quietly unsung, you know, yeah. unfairly overlooked. But now it's just like, really? Yeah, it, it's it's you know, let's to get too off on a tangent here, but it's like it kills me when people get like really defensive about them. And I'm just like, you fucking won. Like, <laughs> stop it. It's like, I, I can't believe you're bullying me by making fun of how I'm into the most successful thing on the planet. um let's let's talk a little bit about oh next time um so i'm gonna pick a movie we 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 did we indulge me with a stupid one i'll do a not stupid one we'll see uh how one of the most critically acclaimed uh horror movies of the last uh few years grabs you we're we're gonna do uh jordan peele's get out oh good this is one i've actually been wanting to see and put off because i thought we would do it on the show yeah, yeah, I, I've I've been kind of holding off on it here for a little bit, but I've uh, really wanted to do it as well. I look forward to talking through it since it was a, such a cultural phenomenon for uh, when it came out and just kind of continues to be something that is, uh, like, unfortunately yeah. relevant and <laughs> resonates. This is going to this is going to do wonders for our algorithm. <laughs> and again, like. Who doesn't want to hear two white dudes wax philosophical about about a movie made by African-Americans? I think it's about time, Josh. <laughs> Taking it back. Uh, yeah, so join us for that for next time. Um, do you want to shout out anything before we get on to business here? No, I don't have anything to shout out. I mean, I, I guess I'll shout out having the engine of your car completely bricked. Um, if you haven't had that happen yet, I wholeheartedly recommend it. So yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good despair. It's like a, it's not like the despair of like, like a deep tragedy, like losing somebody close to you, but it kind of like sits in your stomach real well. (laughs) It kind of just hangs there a bit. Yeah. It just, it's the domino that goes right on the end and just, (laughs) It's just enough to tip the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's talk a business then. Um, please reach out to us. Uh, Facebook group is still on the screen on our Facebook group there. Just we will accept new members if you just answer our our, our robot questions. Um, we're on Twitter at Scream Selling. 
uh, and selling the scream at Gmail is our email accounts. Um, if you've, if you've liked what you've listened to, um, please leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choice. Um, Spotify uh, requires you listen to the end. It's one of the ones that drives the most traffic. iTunes um, still is number one now. Um, and uh, I usually like to say what you're supposed to do with the bad reviews because it's it's always just hard to keep track of. It's uh, I feel like if if it hasn't changed at least like 54 times, it's probably like 53 times at this point. Well, I'd also like to point out that we've never received a bad review, so maybe this is all moot. <laughs> but it says for the bad reviews uh, that that uh, Apple doesn't want to scare anyone, but they're going to give it to you straight about bad reviews. Uh, the bad reviews were never recovered from the lake after they drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you that they're still out there. Some sort of demented creature surviving in the wilderness, full grown by now, stalking, stealing what they need, living off wild animals and vegetation. Some folks claim that they've seen them. Right in this area. So, yeah. Just, uh, Chew on that. <laughs> Watch out. Um, yeah, until uh, next time, join us for, for Get Out. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, thank you.